Welcome to Pastor Matters, the podcast of the Center for Preaching and Pastoral Leadership at Southeastern Baptist Theological Seminary. We hope this conversation will both equip and encourage you to lead healthy churches that make disciples for the glory of God. Hi, I'm Brandon Ward. And I'm Ron Jorlock. We want to thank you for listening to another episode of Pastor Matters. We're excited for today's conversation, but before we get into the discussion, we want to share a little bit about one of our upcoming events. We're excited to announce that on February 21st through the 23rd, we will be having our annual Adams Lecture Series. And we're excited because we have secured Dr. Stephen Rummage to be our 2023 Adams Lecture Speaker. So we invite you to come to the uh, lecture series. It's free. It takes place during the 21st to the 23rd during chapel. So bring yourself, bring bring your staff, bring your church, and enjoy just an excellent time. Dr. Rummage is a fantastic preacher, so we're mm-hmm. super excited to have him this year. Uh, but today, we're going to discuss what it looks like to leave well. We've talked about this a little bit during some of our previous conversations, brother, but but I think it's important for us to do a full episode dedicated to this topic. Mm-hmm. While there are many cases where pastors will be at the same church for the entirety of their lives or the entirety of their ministries, it's rare. Many of our listeners either have or will leave the church they're currently leading, and it's important to know how to do that well. Mm-hmm. So let's start the conversation by first answering the question, how do you know? Mm -hmm. When do you know it's time to leave where you are? And what should you consider while wrestling with what is a major life decision for you, your family, and your your church? Yeah. Well, 1 Timothy 3, uh, you know, Paul is talking to uh, Timothy and he says, you know, uh, the any if anyone aspires to the office of the overseer, he desires a noble task. Um, so you have this 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 aspiration. There's this sense that, you know, I I think that the Lord is calling me to you know to be an overseer. I think the Lord is calling me uh, to be an elder. Um, I for me, it, it was right around the time where I started to realize that that aspiration, that desire. You know, to be an an, an elder uh, for this church, for this particular um, local church, where where that started to wane a little bit. Uh, that was that was one of the first signs for me that something was up. Um, I remember talking to Annie and 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 telling her I felt like the things that were going on in the church. Um, it, it, I, I was grateful, but I felt like there was a distance between me and the church. There wasn't. It just felt that way. So when things were going well with the church, I felt like I was happy for them. Uh, you know, I'm so I'm so grateful for what God is doing with y'all. You know, and it didn't feel like like I was you know experiencing what they were experiencing. Right. Like I felt like like God was. You just were kind of detached. From yeah, it. yeah. Like the Lord was detaching me from uh, from the church and from you know from the life of the church there, and and that was concerning for me. Um, it wasn't something that I was pursuing or anything like that. I just felt like the Lord was was uh, was detaching us for some reason. I remember I had you know plenty of, of, of moments where I would go to the Lord and, and with this, where I would just say, Lord, I don't know why I feel this way. There's something, something's happening, but I don't know what's happening, and I don't know why it's happening. I don't know what's going on, but I don't feel like I'm a, like I'm a part of the church. I feel like I'm being pulled away from the church. And that was a process, right? It wasn't just you it was woke up one day and you're mm-hmm. just like, no, nah, this isn't. Yeah, it was a process. Uh, and, and you know, I just would go to the Lord. There was nowhere to go to, <laughs> you know, so it wasn't like like I was coveting anything. You know, I, I wasn't. Um, you know, I I was committed, you know, to uh, to be at at the, the different churches where, where I've been. Um, it just felt like the Lord was 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 pulling us apart, but I I didn't know at the time what was going on or really what to do with it, and so that just took some time of prayer and just being patient and let the Lord, you know, uh, kind of un- unveil you know what He wanted to do as as time went by. Um, but yeah, there, there were some things that that uh, that I started feeling there, and I think it was really coming back to First Timothy three. There was a sense in which the the desire, the aspiration, was starting to to leave and and that detachment was starting to was starting to happen there um 
so that was that was one of the things that that factored in. There are other times. I mean, there are times where we've been mistreated, um, and you know, I I really had to think about uh, you know whether it was good to be in an environment like that. Um, whether that was the what the Lord wanted, you know, either for us to endure that situation, or if the Lord was saying, "No, I don't, I don't want you to be in that situation. It's time for you to go." Um, there were times where we were in situations that weren't safe, you know, for for us. I mean, in terms of you know just safety of life um, and so on, where we had to think as parents, um, you know, what should we do with our children? You mm-hmm. know, should should you know we have our kids in in harm's way like this. And and some people will say, yeah, you know, that's, that's par for the course. Let's do that. Um, we sensed after prayer and, and counsel that, uh, that the Lord was telling us that we needed to, to pull away, um, uh, and, and go in a different direction. So yeah, there, there are tons of, of things, kind of situational factors that may, that may come in, maybe, you know, personal factors, like there's just a sense that, that, um, that, that you're not, uh, the the person you know uh, uh, you know to to be the overseer in this in this situation. Um, one more thing that that came to my mind. Um, there's there's also a sense uh, that which I've I've felt before that that I've done everything that I that I can do. Mm. Um, that what the church needs right now, in terms of you know the skills, the competence, and and so on in in their in their pastor. I'm just not that person. Uh, you know, the, the church has grown to a certain point, and and you just kind of know yourself well enough to know that I was the person for that point. You know, that's why the Lord raised me up. That's why the Lord brought me here. Um, but what the church needs for this next season, you know, this next time, I don't know if I'm the person for that. Uh, I don't. I don't have the skills for that, you know, and I don't. I don't have the gifting for 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 that. Those those particular things. So that may be somebody else that that God uh, may be raising up, and that takes a lot of humility to admit that, you know, to say I I may not be that guy, um, and and I'm okay with that, and uh, you know, because I care more about what's best for the church than you know to hold on to any type of position or or things like that. So yeah, I've I've definitely had that that experience too. Yeah, when thinking about this question, I more recently go back to something that Dr. Lawless shared with our mentees mm-hmm. a couple of uh, weeks ago mm-hmm. during one of our internship lunch, uh, mentorship lunches. Dr. Lawless said that, you know, this isn't always a perfect thing, but one of his mentors early on shared, you know, what's a sense when trying to think through how to leave well. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said that there are typically two things that are present, a pull and a push. Mm-hmm. And uh, you have to be careful when sensing that. Yeah. It might be a, a a case where there's just a pool, mm-hmm. and you have to under you have to think through what that pool is. Is it, is it just because the grass is greener over there? Is there actually something pulling me over there? Mm-hmm. Uh, the push. If it's just a push, you have to think through. You know, am I just uh, unhappy for the sake of being unhappy? Do I just want something better? Or you know, you have to think through that. Is it sin that's causing me to to, to think about pursuing something else? Mm-hmm. And so it's good to have both the pull and the push. But yeah. there's certainly a time where there could be one or the other and the other yeah. one come up later. Mm-hmm. But that that was just really helpful. Yeah. Because I think all of us can can identify with experiencing this at some point in our lives mm-hmm. where we feel kind of what you were expressing just a little bit ago where you just start to feel like I can't do any more with where I'm at, yeah. or uh, you start to just think through, okay, what's next? Mm-hmm. Like, you, mm-hmm. it, it's hard to describe that as a feeling, but it is. Yeah. With what's next for me, yeah. what's next for our family, and so I think that's really good and uh, a good maybe tool to help you uh, think through: is it time to leave? And mm-hmm. and just thinking about things to consider when wrestling with this decision. I mean, you have to recognize that anytime you leave somewhere. It's never just going to impact you. Mm-hmm. It's always going to impact people around Absolutely. you, Absolutely. and that's kind of like a ripple. Yeah, you know, the first ripple is your family. Obviously, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, your kids. If you're moving, are going to be moving schools or 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 changing, you know, lifestyle habits or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, your wife. You know, your wife probably has a, a close group of friends within that church. Yeah. And it's going to be very painful yeah. to walk yeah. away from that. And the kids. And the kids yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. You know, your church. Your church is used to you being their pastor. Yeah. They have come to you week after week, many uh, times, with maybe uh, struggles. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've, you've, you've married them. 
to their to their spouse. You've you've baptized their their kids. You've baptized them maybe, mm-hmm. uh, and so it impacts them yeah. when you make this decision. Yeah. Uh, your community. I mean, you can just keep going mm-hmm. broader and broader. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. This imp- this this decision doesn't ever just impact you alone. Mm-hmm. And so you constantly have to think about that. Yeah. You have to think about that, and that has to be something you you put in you know in your process of of determining whether or not it's time to leave somewhere. Yeah. You also have real world um, you know factors too, in in terms of you know when knowing when it's time to go. I mean. It could be an economic thing, you know. It, it could be that you know the, um, the the church just isn't able to you know to afford you know your family, um, and you know there it may not be a thing where uh, you know you, you're you're not being selfish in the sense of you know I I really need you know NFL Sunday ticket you know or something like that, and and the church just isn't you know isn't paying me enough to afford you know to watch every NFL game you know or something like that. Well, no, we're not talking about that, but it may be one of those things where in terms of uh, just the market, you may be in a in a location where. Uh, you're not able to give, you know, to to get a a bivocational job or something. There may not be enough jobs in the in the area, you know. Um, uh, and certainly there are communities that are like that, and the church isn't able to to support anymore or, or so on. And so you're just kind of in a in a spot where it may be that the Lord through the economy is saying, hey, it's time for you to move on. You know, it's yeah. time for you to, you know, to, to, you know, go someplace else where you can take care of your family um, and, 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 and all, you know. So I think there are times where, where it's good to sacrifice, where you say, I love what God is doing in this area. I love what God is doing in our church. I just don't want to leave and I'm willing to make whatever necessary sacrifices, uh, you know, in order to stay. Uh, but then there are other, you know, situations where where you you know can can sense um, that the Lord is just going, no, I want you to go, mm. uh, you know, and and that's okay, you know, both both directions on the road, you know, can be of the Lord. It just takes wisdom and and discernment to know which one the Lord is uh, the Lord is leading. Yeah, and I would just like to say, if you want a good example of kind of what this looks like, we did a podcast episode. It was actually our season premiere with Jordan Willard on mm-hmm. ministry transitions. And Jordan actually went through a ministry transition uh, recently, and we actually walked through on how he made that decision and all that. So it could be really helpful to actually see a good real-life example Mm -hmm. of a pastor going through something like this. So I'd recommend that if you haven't listened to uh, the episode we did on ministry transitions with Jordan Willard, that you do that. It would be really helpful seeing this uh, actually in the life of a pastor. Mm -hmm. Uh, How transparent should you be with the church when you feel it's time for a change? You know, in other words, do you tell them immediately? Do you tell them when you're preaching in view of a call, or when you actually have that position secured? Mm-hmm. And and what may be the pros and the cons to each of those? Yeah. So this, I think, assumes that that there is actually another spot that 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 uh, yeah. that that you are actually going to something. Or yeah, you you have reached there. the conclusion that it is time to leave, mm-hmm. and there is something. That has drawn your attention. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I think it really depends on the church. It, it depends on on who we're talking about. So, I would normally say, uh, at the at the bare minimum, to include your leaders in this, include your your elders. Um, you know, however your your church is structured, polity wise. Uh, you know, whoever the leaders are in the church to let them know. Now, granted, I also know that some folks aren't in good situations yeah. uh, where if you say that, you know, to your leaders and so on, they may, right, and, and you know, they could uh, be mean-spirited, uh, you know, they may not be the most spiritually mature folks. I just understand the reality of, of different people's situations, um, different church situations. So I would say use discretion with that. Um, if If these are folks that uh, you know that are godly and are able to provide wisdom and counsel and so on. I would say include them in the process and uh, and and seek you know as much as you can. Uh, we did that uh, in our most recent move from uh, Baltimore to North Carolina. 
Uh, we included our elders. They were dear friends of ours. Uh, we, you know, Annie and I went to them and, and to their wives. We prayed together, you know, through the process and and talked about um, uh, transition. Talked about you know what the process would look like and 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 all of that we did really as an eldership. And and I was really really grateful for for that season. Uh, it was just really beneficial for for my own heart um, as we went through that. Um, you know, in terms of the congregation, I'll say it again, it depends. It depends on the congregation. So I didn't tell our church. We, we, we told our elder, uh, the elders first, and then we had a meeting with our deacons, uh, deacons and ministry leaders. We, we talked with them. And then we had a time where we had a, a members meeting and I, I, you know, told the folks in our, uh, in our, in our local church, um, there was a lady, sweet, sweet, dear lady, who came up to me who was absolutely crushed mm. that, that I didn't tell her beforehand. Um, and and she, she's with the Lord now. Um, and, and I know that some of it had, there were some emotions with that. She was going through cancer. And, and I think you know, to, to lose her pastor while she was going through cancer was, mm. was a really tough thing for her. Um, and we kept in contact with each other and, and uh, you know, we um, walked with her, you know, even when we moved uh, to North Carolina uh, before she uh, ultimately went home to be with the Lord. But it was one of those things for me that I just didn't think about, yeah. you know, that, that there would be people who really would have wanted to be a part of that process. For me, I was thinking I don't want to put any unnecessary layers of <laughs> stress and yeah. and all of that with them. Um, I thought I was helping. Yeah. And, and so, in some ways you may be even helping yourself. Yeah. In some in some ways because then people start coming and right. wanting to know why and all, and all right. these different things. Right. I would say that it it really depends. Like mm-hmm. I don't think there's just a one size fits all it's, here. It's you know, not. We we did the the ministry transitions episode, I talked to one of my pastor friends and he was in that that stage of you know, I'm, I'm scheduled to preach in view of a call. I'm mm-hmm. really struggling with do I tell the church? And mm-hmm. I encouraged him to tell the church and to be more transparent about about it because the church had previously experienced a bad situation where yeah. the pastor just all of a sudden sprung it on them and mm-hmm. then left immediately. Mm-hmm. And they were they were rubbed the absolute wrong way for that. And yeah. I told my you know the the with his particular situation and I've known him and I've known the church. It was just better to be as transparent. They can pray with you, use mm-hmm. it as an opportunity for for them to pray for you and your mm-hmm. family as you mm-hmm. as you wrestle with this. And and he did, and he was extremely grateful uh, for how loving the church was. They weren't a burden. Yeah. They were very much supportive, and 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 so I I think that it really depends on the church and you, the pastor. You know, mm-hmm. deep down, you know who are the ones that you want to tell and when you need to tell them. And there may be times where you look back and you're like, well, I, I wish I probably would have told this person. Yeah. Because maybe maybe they did take it uh, a little bit more to heart mm-hmm. than other people. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you're just not able to tell. Yeah. Uh, yeah. With with those specific cases. Yeah. 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 It was it was about a six to eight week process um, from from when we told the whole congregation to when we actually when we had our last Sunday there, and um, you know, and and there were a lot of I mean n- nobody. You know, there was no meanness or anything like that. They, they in fact, they were actually really excited um, about the opportunity uh, to be here at Southeastern. Um, and uh, and you know, I was so grateful for them. They were so grateful for us and in, in our time there. And uh, there were a lot of tears, <laughs> a lot of tears uh, in those weeks. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I I understand there are some folks where. It's you know it can go badly uh, for yeah. for some folks, and so I, I want to leave room there to say you know it really does depend on your church, really does depend on on um, on your congregation. Yeah. Uh, the reality is you're yeah. dealing with human beings, yeah, and some yeah. sometimes people, I mean, people process things in a variety of ways. Mm-hmm. Nobody has this one size fits all copy and paste reaction, right? And some people will take it personally, mm-hmm. and uh, you as the pastor just have to be aware of that and and, yeah. and need to know kind of how to respond to each each case if it is like that. Yeah, um, for sure. The fact of the matter is, and and interestingly, I've I've said this before about members, but especially for pastors, if you have done things well as a pastor, and if your relationship to your church is healthy. 
it's going to hurt. Yeah, it will. It is going to hurt. Um, and and sh- in a way, it, it it kind of should. It should. Because yeah. you're family. Yes. I mean, what is the local church? Mm-hmm. It's a family. Yeah. I mean, you know, Paul would talk about, you know, our hearts being knit together in love. You know, well, what happens when you leave? Well, you're unraveling that the stitching, you know, uh, it's 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 a it's a, a pulling apart of something that God has that God has in his grace brought together. And and the Lord is the one who, you know, who does, you know, who moves us around and, and stuff. Obviously, you know, the very Paul that's talking is a Paul who traveled, you know, and Paul went from place to place and so on. But you think about his time with the Ephesian elders and how after three years with them, you know, and he says he's going to leave. And I'm so glad that Luke includes the emotions there that they they cried. Here are these grown men sitting in a room and Paul says, I'm going to be leaving and I'm probably never going to see you again. And these grown men, leaders of the church, the elders, are weeping in Acts 20 just at the thought that that this relationship that they had, you know, uh, this close face-to-face time that they had with each other was coming to an end. Um, that's good. That, <laughs> that, that's a testament of God's grace, you know, that he would knit us together like that and he would join us, you know, these— uh, you know, previous, previously, uh, you know, total strangers. You know, I, I did not know the people uh, in Baltimore. I didn't know the people in Texas. I didn't know, you know, uh, uh, the folks in, in the various other ministries and so on. And yet here you are together for a period of time and then you leave and you're more family now than you were before. And and yeah, that that is all a testament to uh, the remarkable grace of our Lord in bringing us together. So, yeah, yeah. What does it look like to leave an assignment badly? <laughs> the exact opposite <laughs> of all of that. Um, yeah, I, I'd say, one, uh, just kind of springing it on a, con- a congregation. You just get up one Sunday and just throw up the deuces and say, <laughs> we're, we're, we're leaving out of here, uh, uh, peace out. Um, that's a terrible way of doing it. Uh, leaving your church, um, uh, leaving your church unprepared, yeah, is a, is just a terrible way to do it. Shepherd your people through the process. Yeah, and and real quick, we know we've talked a lot about uh, guys leaving for another church. What we haven't talked about is guys who have stayed in a particular place for a mm. long season and then retiring. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is actually something we've gotten phone calls about mm-hmm. through our center where there are churches that will call us and say, hey, we need help finding a pastor. This actually happened a couple of uh, months ago. Mm-hmm. There was a church who called the center and, and and said, you know, we had a pastor that has served our church for 30 years. Mm. And uh, we are just at a loss now. Wow. And we're trying to figure out how to do this. And so mm. I would say even as uh, if you're not someone who is looking for another spot or you're moving towards another spot, but you may be on the last leg of the race, mm-hmm. helping your church, like you said, absolutely, helping them think through how to find the next guy. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's you. We we did a previous episode with Bryant Wright and Clay Smith on this, on, on uh, creating a succession plan. Maybe it's you bringing somebody on Mm -hmm. for a period of time to observe under you and then having them succeed you when you, when you retire. Yeah. Yeah. Um, empowering your elders. Um, if your if your elders are eldering, uh, the church, you know, should be able to keep on going. Um, you know, making sure that you reestablish who the church is and, and what the church's mission is, uh, um, so that they realize that whoever you know comes in uh, carries on uh, that that heart and soul you know of of the local church. Those things are very important. Um, you know, in in terms of you know more practical things, you know, how is the church financially? Uh, you know, how is the how is the church in terms of their different responsibilities and so on? Um, you know, uh, will will the church be able to keep going after you leave? Um, I know there the old adage. Um, I know my 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 folks would tell me this, and I'm sure many many other folks uh, have have done the same thing. When you're when you're out to eat, for instance, and they say, you know, leave it better than than it was when you got there. You know, leave it better than it was that you got there. So if you got to the booth and uh, let's say that, you know, it wasn't all that clean and, and, and so on uh, there. Well, don't leave a big mess 
you know, for somebody else, a waitress or whatever, to come and clean up and everything. No, be responsible. Clean up your mess. You can pick up trash. You can put it away and, and so on. I feel the same way when it comes to churches. Don't leave a mess uh, for, for the next person. You know, make sure that you do as much as you can, because um, I know that you can't do everything, but make sure that you do as much as you can uh, as a pastor to, to leave this in a good space for, the, you know, for any uh, successor. Do as much as you can as a pastor. Yes. Which means being pastoral mm-hmm. throughout the process. Mm-hmm. How much of a shame would it be for someone to pastor a church yeah. until the very end of the journey and all of a sudden change, to mm-hmm. feel completely detached from mm-hmm. your congregation, even though you actually haven't left yet, yeah. or to start holding bitterness towards them or any of these things. Yeah. If you can't finish a lap well, how can you expect to finish the race well? Mm-hmm. And yeah. so it's important for you to, to not turn the pastor switch off. Don't check out, because that's a, that is a danger mm-hmm. to start thinking. Like, let's say you've, you've already preached in view of a call. It's confirmed. You're, you're going. You're finishing out your last little bit with the church. It is a danger to start thinking about all the things you want to do here and all the things you want to and completely miss what is currently going on at your 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 existing where you're at. Yeah. Mhm. You know, I'd also say too if when you have left a terrible way to be a former pastor <laughs> of a church uh, is to do whatever you can to, uh, whether it be secure your legacy uh, as, a, as a pastor of that, of that church, or whatever you can to undercut, you know, the current pastor's uh, ministry there at the church. Uh, let's face it, folks aren't going to delete your cell phone, uh, your cell phone number from their phones. They're not going to delete your email address. Uh, and you're going to continue to get calls. You're going to continue to get emails. You're going to continue to get texts and 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 all these things from from former members, you know, folks that were there when you were there. And there are folks who are well-meaning. They want to affirm your your you know role in their lives and 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 so on. And so the way that they do so, unfortunately, is by comparing and contrasting. So this next guy comes in and he's preaching and they'll say, oh, pastor, you know, he does a really good job, but I just miss your preaching. I just really miss it. I mean, you just knew how to do nip it in the bud. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's great. I'm grateful for that. But that's your pastor now. Yeah. And God is speaking through him to you. You know, uh, if he's walking faithfully with the Lord. Uh, you know, let God use him. And the reality is, is that same person probably said the same thing to the guy before you yeah, for being exactly. completely honest. Exactly, exactly. So, so you know, don't, you know, this is not an opportunity to boost, you know, uh, your your ego a few points or, or anything like that. It's an opportunity for you to encourage them to love uh, their shepherd and be loved by their shepherd. Uh, no, there's no time for the comparing and the contrasting and, and, and all of that. Uh, you know, don't get in the way of the next pastor's ability to shepherd the flock well. Yeah. Uh, another tip uh, that I would I would think of right here is just not starting a lot of things that you can't finish. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't want to start a bunch of things and then leave in the middle of them. Yeah. Um, so I've seen this happen a lot where pastor uh, does some campaigns, maybe tries to expand or, or you know something like that, and then and then leaves. Mm-hmm. And along with that, leaves debt. Debt yeah. does not travel pastor to pastor; mm-hmm. it stays with the church. Mm-hmm. And so, um, just being wise, if you are beginning to have those those desires of maybe leaving, um, then let that play into your present decision making, uh, so that you don't leave yeah. with a lot of unfinished business. That's a good point. Uh, what tips would you give on setting? We've talked about this a little bit, but what tips would you give on setting the next man up for success? Mm-hmm. What are some things that you can do to help ease his transition into your role? Yeah, um, let me split it up from uh, one who's coming from outside and one from one from within. Okay. So, uh, if there's one who's coming from outside, uh, you know, do what you. I mean, keep your keep your lines open. Really, this is for both. Keep your lines open. Uh, one of the things that I, I benefited from was I had the opportunity to talk to previous pastors, um, and and I could talk to them and ask them questions. We'd go out to lunch. Uh, some of them lived close enough, and others I would talk to them over the phone, and just get get details. Um, one because when people would talk, remember you know they they talk about their previous pastors and 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 all of this, 
And uh, there were times where people, kind of what I said before, where they would say, they're not like you, know, like you, the former pastor. There are times where they would say that about you, the current pastor. Oh, you know, you're so much better than so-and-so. That person was, you know, uh, you know, just a blockhead. But you, you know, oh, man, well, stop it. <laughs> so having the opportunity to talk to previous pastors and develop relationships with them can be a, a very good uh, thing. Um, as you are, uh, you know, thinking as they're thinking about ministry and thinking about, you know, what it's like to be in a, you know, in this new church, with new people, new community, you know, and so on. Uh, be available, help them, you know, encourage them as much as you can. Um, little things in terms of, you know, uh, where things are located, you know, especially when you're talking smaller churches, the interpersonal connections, who's related to whom, <laughs> you know, these types of things um, can be really helpful, yeah. uh, you know, to know, uh, well, please understand, you know, you see this couple right here. Well, you know, their parents are this couple over here and their parents are this couple over here, you know, kind of know that type of stuff, you know, who are the power brokers in the church, you know, those types of things. Understanding the community, uh, you know, the cultural history yeah. is very important uh, for, for the new pastor. Um, you know, what, what's gone on in the community? Yeah. Uh, There's you know, a really good, good opportunity here to steward mm-hmm. the person coming in. You know, mm-hmm. one of the things that you, can, you see in secular spaces, we actually do this here at Southeastern, is we have what's called continuity mm-hmm. uh, folders, which just brings a, a document on basically how to do the job. Yeah. Now, with pastoral ministry, there are things that are going to be translatable to that and some that, that aren't. Mm-hmm. Some translatable things are if there are certain systems that you use, like if you use a giving software or something like that, mm-hmm. and you know you don't have a massive staff that oversees those things, then give a document on how to use those things. Yeah. One of the things that you just said, though, that I think is really important is maybe include some, some demographical information about mm-hmm. the, the area, maybe the history of the city, especially if they're coming uh, from outside. Yeah. That could be really, really helpful in setting these uh, your successor up mm-hmm. for success. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know what? What's what is what's been going on in the life of the church? Um, you know, the the search team isn't always going to be honest about uh, you know who you know what's what when the most recent split was right. you know or, or things like that. Split? What split? We don't know anything about a split. Well, <laughs> pastor knows, <laughs> and pastor, uh, you should be able to to talk with them and say, hey, you know, here are some things that have happened in recent years. I just want to let you know because there's some some of the residual effects of that may may have an impact yeah. on your pastor. One of the questions that I always encourage guys to ask when they're in the application process is, is there any any division mm-hmm. that is currently or that mm-hmm. has recently happened? Now, you're yeah. probably not going to get that answer. You might. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to certainly assume that, that there aren't committees that would bring that up, but you're going to get that from a pastor. Yeah. And you're going to, yeah. that's going to help set you up coming into it mm-hmm. to know, okay, these are some things that exist within this church that I need to be aware of. Yeah. Yeah. And ultimately... You love this church, you know, and you love the the ministry of the gospel in in this church and in the community and so on. And so you want to make sure that you're helping the the next pastor, um, who is a brother in Christ. Yeah, yeah. You you want him to succeed. Um, you want the church to flourish. You know, you want to see the fruit of the fruit of the spirit flourish in in this area. And so whatever you can do to help, um, you know, however you can. Um, uh, give information and 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 so on. You know, just to really prep him uh, and and um, uh, encourage him so that he can make the right decisions and, and and choose wisely and act wisely in the in his new position. So, what about somebody that's coming within? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, for someone who's coming within, obviously, some most of that yeah, should probably already yeah. be known. Yeah. So, really, I think it's it's more encouraging them as pastors, encouraging them as leaders. You know, so if it's somebody who maybe was a staff person or maybe someone who was an elder, but maybe not a vocational elder, non-vocational elder or something like that, they probably don't know. They're just, you know, they're just not aware of all of the things that go through your mind that never go through their minds. They just don't. Because they don't, they don't need to. They don't need to think about those things. But you have to think about those things. So those are some things that you that you may want to fill in, you know, uh, just so that they know. I, I remember when uh, when we moved here, 
<laughs> the conversations that I would have with uh, with some of our our elders back up in Maryland, and they would just text us say. I had no idea. <laughs> I had no idea uh, the things that that you were we were thinking about, and it's one of those things that you just have to realize. Yeah. You know, they they don't know how yeah. how could they know? You can't assume they do. Yeah, yeah. And so I know that that was part of some of the frustration that I had as a pastor. You know, when I was I was trying to explain to folks the things that that we would have to think through, they just have no reference point. There, there's, there. It's not you know. I'm, I'm giving information, but that information is not attaching to anything. They don't have any reference. It's not until you're in that position that you actually start to realize what's going on, and you see, you recognize the gravity of, of, uh, of the responsibilities. And so, you know, ways that you can help with them uh, on that regard, uh, you know, so that they, you know, they get a good idea of of what what you know what the dynamic is. Also, uh, you know, there's some things that you may have to. Uh, there, there's some encouragement that you may have to give them too. It's a tough thing when you're moving from yeah. a position within the church to another position in the church, especially when that other position is pastor. Yeah. Uh, you know, so if someone going from a youth pastor to a senior pastor, or an associate pastor to a senior pastor, or or something like that, or someone who was you know an elder uh, that's now moving to kind of the primary elder, you know, the um the or the teaching pastor or, or something, there are things that you need to do to encourage them because. It's just natural that people will look at that person and, you know, it's not like they just forget, you know, the role that they were in before. And now all of a sudden treat them like pastor. That takes time. It does. It takes trust. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, you want to prep them for that, uh, that not everybody is going to see them as pastor immediately. Uh, It's going to take some time. It's going to take some work for them, you know, to, uh, you know, to, uh, if I could say earn you know that that yeah. that position in their minds and in their in their hearts, you're going to have to prove it. You know that that you are their pastor, um, and that's not in a heavy-handed way. It's in a shepherding way. You know, yeah. you prove it by shepherding them. You prove it by loving them uh, and serving them well. Uh, that that God has called you to be their their pastor, and so yeah. And, and I think that there's some work that you may have to do on the congregational side uh, to. Um, uh, nudge them <laughs> and urge them uh, to receive uh, this brother as their pastor. Uh, it's just it's just tough. It's, yeah. it, it can be tough, you know, to, to go from uh, one position to another position, especially when that ways, other position it, has that kind of authority. In some ways, doing it within is just – and it has a lot of pros. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. I, I would say, you know, we've already, as you've shared, established that a lot of times there this is a process. Mm-hmm. And sometimes this process is – a month. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's a year. I mean, who knows how long it might be. Right. But I would say leverage that as mm-hmm. much as you can, especially if you're bringing in somebody. Uh, start giving them more responsibility. Mm-hmm. Instead mm-hmm. of just giving in them all at once, start letting them preach a little bit more. Yeah. Start letting them be in the room a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Uh, start filling them in on some things that are going on a little bit more. Yeah. And just yeah. slowly allow them to work their way up because that's going to do two things. It's going to help build the trust with the congregation, mm-hmm. and it's going to help them get a clearer picture mm-hmm. of what the actual role of pastor looks like yeah. and the way that you have been in, in that role. And so I would just say leverage that time well, uh, especially if it's somebody that you're bringing up within. Now, uh, you know, you may be in a smaller church and thinking, you know, I can't bring on somebody from outside and have them do this. We don't have the budget for that. If you do have the budget for that, that's great. Mm -hmm. And I would say do that because it's going to, again, help smooth the transition. Think of Mm -hmm. it as, you know, if we're using the passing the baton analogy, instead of putting the baton on the ground for the next guy to pick up, there's a clear handoff. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's just a beautiful picture of a pastor stewarding a brother in Christ well Mm -hmm. to come into uh, this new new, uh, position. Yeah, but then as you've you've said, uh, I just want to reaffirm uh, keeping communication channels o- open mm-hmm. to where um, this brother uh, knows that he has somebody who has a a advanced knowledge mm-hmm. of the situation of the the context. Yeah, uh, to help uh, guide and and just pray. If nothing else, pray because mm-hmm. uh, the reality is is you're probably going to be leaving a church where there probably won't be somebody immediately. So I would say do your best to train and equip the committees and those that are going to be bringing on the next candidate Mm -hmm. and just pray, 
Yeah. Pray for the church, pray for the candidates, and uh, ultimately pray that God would be glorified in a, uh, a that transition. Yeah. Uh, let, me, let me add also, um, make sure in the process, and this is really for, for all situations, make sure that that it's not just you that is able to affirm this this next person uh you know their their qualifications their their capabilities and so on as the as the next shepherd of the church make sure that this is a decision that the church is able to affirm yeah and so like you're like you're yeah, saying putting good. them in positions yeah. you know putting them in situations and and so on um it's happened before, you know, where somebody's been in a position because you really like that guy, yeah. but the church has no idea who this person is. The church is the one who ultimately elects mm-hmm. and affirms elders, exactly. not you. Exactly. And so you want to make sure that uh, that this is a decision that the church is making and that this is a decision that the church is affirming. Yeah. And so uh, if, if, you know, that there's a... a um, almost a subtle way that the baton can can still drop uh, when you say, hey, I did everything that I could and all of that, and then you leave and the guy gets sabotaged because the church never picked this guy. Yeah. Um, so He's you, set up from the start to fail. Exactly, exactly. So you want to be careful with that. Also, one last thing uh, is just being able to, you know, we're talking a lot about that next candidate, mm-hmm. but there's a real opportunity to steward and shepherd that candidate's family Absolutely. as well. You know, we talked important. about you know the importance of a wife coming into a new place, mm-hmm. leaving behind friends. Uh, there are probably going to be expectations placed on her that are just absolutely ridiculous yeah. and unrealistic. Yeah. And so there's a chance for you and your your wife mm-hmm. to come alongside and shepherd her and her family as well. Kids might be involved, and uh, and there's a lot of ways you can help from talking about different school systems to to whatever. You could help them move in. There's so many ways you can serve this family, and so I just would encourage pastors to not miss that opportunity uh, to be uh, just a, a loving brother in Christ to you know, this family. Yeah, it's a good word. So we talked about how to set the next man up. Mm-hmm. Now you, you've, you've preached in view of a call. You've been transparent. Mm-hmm. You've helped that next guy come along. That church is now thriving. And now you are at your new assignment. Mm-hmm. How can you do that? How can you start well where you're at? How can yeah. you ease into your new role? Yeah. Well, I think, oddly enough, a lot of the stuff that we've talked about before uh, really applies to you as the pastor. So you you think about, uh, you know, what what is the congregation like? You know, and, and, and you can get, again, from the search team, they'll probably give you some demographic details and things like that. But but no, 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 no. Seriously, though, what are the what is the church like? <laughs> Who are the people? Uh, what are the neighborhoods like? You know, what are the areas like? Don't forget you know. the restaurants, man. Let's, <laughs> right. be, let's be real. You're going to be going to lunch <laughs> right. a lot. Right, right. You know, what what line won't be long? You know, when the service is over, what time should the service end? Uh, you know, all of these different things that are very important. No, uh, you 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 think about um, you know who who am I shepherding? Uh, and in many cases, talking to you know a previous pastor can help you know for you to know who we're talking you know who you know who am I talking to who am I shepherding uh, know your people if if you have elders that are there um, or or others that are in leadership in the church uh, have a meeting where you can learn from them you know just understanding who you know who we're shepherding and and so on um, uh, surround the entire transitional process in prayer. Hmm. So you're there, you're the pastor. How do you lead? Well, you lead on your knees. <laughs> you lead praying. Uh, so uh, I would say, you know, right from the beginning, uh, establish a culture of prayer there in the church. You know, with the congregation, we're going to pray as a congregation. Um, you know, in terms of your leadership meetings and so on, we're going to pray. Uh, you know, this this is this is the tone that we set. Uh, we look to the Lord for leadership. We look to the Lord for direction. We look to the Lord for wisdom and 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 counsel. Uh, we will seek the Lord. Uh, that's who we are as a as a church. Uh, and and yeah, you uh, set that tone. The earlier you set that tone, the better you set that tone because. Um, what is a church? 
uh, like the Lord would say, you know, uh, this house will be a house of prayer for all peoples. Uh, that I think is is just as applicable to the church uh, as the temple of the Holy Spirit as it was for the very temple that the Lord was uh, was speaking in there on uh, on on His Passion Week. So, yeah, you just um. Uh, you know how do we how do we establish those things? You know how do we um, you know you're you're going to have a lot of things that you're going to uh, that you're going to need to be aware of passwords for everything under the sun and keys. You know you will have so many more keys than you ever thought you could have and, and boxes just, and boxes and everything and all of those things are important. But but just those first couple weeks of setting the tone. Uh, for your for your ministry, setting the tone for the church, setting the tone, you know, for your witness in the community, we're going to be a people who pray well, you know, and and uh, and pray fervently. We're going to be a people who love fervently, uh, you know. We're we're going to be a people of the word. Um, we're going to be a people of, uh, uh, like John would say, a people of truth and people of love. Uh, that's that's who we are. Um, and yeah, uh, the sooner you set that tone. Um, everything else, just in terms of the way I understand ministry, everything else builds on that foundation. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, yeah. Um, you know, start there, and I think that you'll do well for your people. The only thing I'd add to that is when you start somewhere new, don't feel the pressure to figure everything out at once. Oh yeah, take your time. You're going to be so tempted mm-hmm. to want to come up with, you know, the year plan. We're going to do this event. We're going to mm-hmm. do that, and uh, it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. You can take, take a breath. Time. You can get to know your your congregation. You can mm-hmm. go take your wife out to that restaurant neither of you have ever been to. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can go explore. Yeah, don't feel unnecessary pressure because, again, you know we we've, we've done previous episode on pastoral patience. Sometimes we put way more on ourselves mm-hmm. uh, than we need to. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, take your time. Uh, you're going to have a lot of people to meet uh, inside the church in the community. You know, leaders and 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 principals and and all of these different folks that you're going to be meeting. You know, because you want to establish yourself as the pastor, and and you want to make sure that you have good, friendly relationships with uh, with with the folks in in your in the community as you're loving your neighbors and so on. Uh, but yeah, first things first. Uh, you know, before you you know hit the ground running and and everything. Think of Nehemiah. You know, before he picked up a single brick. What did he do? Nehemiah one, he prayed, hmm. <laughs> and and that's where you start. Uh, start there before you. Uh, that that is the start of of your work is uh, is is uh, before the face of the Lord. Any other uh, final words of encouragement for pastors and church leaders listening this week, brother? Yeah, it's it's a special thing, you know, um, and it's a very sensitive thing to uh, to sense that that the Lord may be le- uh, leading you away from some place. Uh, you know, you love the people. There's there are folks who are foolish, um, who who see the church as stepping stones and so on. Uh, you know, God forbid that you ever think that way. We're talking about the people of God. We're talking about His sons and His daughters that He's entrusted to you, and so be wise about it. Um, you know, if the Lord is indeed leaving, uh, uh, leading you away, uh, leading you to leave. Um, then, then be humble. You know, take the time to seek His face, seek His wisdom and direction, um, and uh, and and love the people well all along the way, and commit yourself both to loving them, commit yourself to loving the next pastor. You know who comes who comes in, uh, and it should the Lord be leading you to another ministry, uh, commit your heart to loving them and uh, those who have gone before you uh, in in the life of that church as well. Uh, but recognize, you know, we're <laughs> we have the privilege of serving the living God uh, and serving His people, and so make sure that you love well, make sure that you serve well, uh, wherever the Lord would lead you. Well, that'll do it this week. Before we close, I do have some news to share. This will officially be my last episode of Pastor Matters as the co-host. I will be stepping back to begin preparing for the next chapter for me and my family, but I'm so excited, brother, for the future of this podcast, yeah. for this center, and just all that the Lord has in store for uh, for you. Uh, it has been an absolute joy to have these conversations with you, brother, each and every week, and hopefully uh, encouraging pastors and church leaders who I just have the absolute most res- love and respect for. 
Uh, I would just ask for our listeners to pray for us uh, as we seek out what's next. But being able to do uh, this with one of my best friends has just been an incredible joy. Uh, we, we joke around a lot. Uh, Ron Jor and I may have been doing this for three seasons, but it's really been longer. This yeah. podcast is really the culmination of the conversations we would have together one-on-one in, in your office and uh, just being able to put this together and to do this each and every week. Man, it is something that I've been honored uh, and humbled to be a part of. Yeah, let me tell you, because uh, I don't think our listeners really understand, um, Brandon, your role, uh, not just on the podcast, but but even beyond, uh, just the 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 tireless work you know that that you've that you've put in i mean just endless you know uh, uh you know work and and labor you know it's funny because we we say you know <laughs> the you know first corinthians uh 15 you know we we, we uh, say that verse after everything and it's been the same you know in terms of you i mean you know your labor seriously has has not been in vain i mean just all the work that you've put in uh, you know, with the website and the articles that we have uh, there, I mean, your fingerprints, you know, are on every single one of them, you know, with the with our podcast and the episodes, I mean, that we've had, you know, your fingerprints have been on every single one of them. And so, yeah, uh, there is no... Uh, no pastor center, you know, and certainly there is no podcast uh, without without Brandon Ward. And so I, I praise God for how you have labored well uh, here. Um, I, I pray his blessing on you as you continue to serve him, uh, you know, wherever he takes you. And uh, yeah, yeah, uh, here we'll keep the conversation going. Uh, <laughs> you know, God is God is faithful, and he'll keep he'll keep us. You know, he'll keep he'll keep moving. Uh, but yeah, these this has been special to have. You know, all the times of conversation that we've had with one another, and all the guests that have come uh, along as well. And so, and yeah. all the many many outtakes, <laughs> many <laughs> many. There's somewhere many there's outtakes. a deep deep hole that these are buried in that yes, you yes. listener will never never find. Yes. Well, that'll do it. We want to thank you for listening to another episode of Pastor Matters. If you found this conversation helpful, consider leaving us a five star rating and review. We'd love to hear any feedback you'd be willing to give. As always, it is our mission at the Center for Preaching and Pastoral Leadership to equip and encourage pastors, and I hope we've done that today with this conversation. And finally, brothers, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord your labor is not in vain. 